Hello, I'm your host Albert, and in this episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, I've got reviews for Tomorrowland and Poltergeist. I have an HBO Go movie streaming recommendation to share, and I talk about the integrity of a movie reviewer. Tomorrowland, directed by Brad Bird, written by Damon Lindelof and Brad Bird, starring Britt Robertson, George Clooney, Rafi Cassidy, and Hugh Laurie. In an age where exploration has been halted and the world is filled with pessimism, a teenage girl encounters a commemorative pin that allows her to see into a futuristic-looking land filled with fantasy and wonder. Investigating the meaning behind this vision, she encounters a strange young girl and a bitter man that she hopes will give her the answers she is looking for. As far as sci-fi fantasy adventures goes, this is one that has a lot of imagination. In fact, it requires the audience to have a lot of imagination because there are fantastical things that happen here that has to be taken at face value without much explanation. The story is quite engaging and mysterious with a very quick pace that keeps the plot moving. There's a lot of fun creative stuff that is introduced here and the world building only makes you want to see much more than the movie gets to show. Like other movies out there that purposely keeps itself mysterious, there is that risk is that, that the audience will completely check out because of that. I, however, was completely curious as to where this strange rabbit hole was going to lead me and it helped that the cast here is fantastic. George Clooney and Hugh Laurie are as good as expected, but this movie shines because of its female leads. Britt Robertson as Casey Newton is awesome here for the energy and enthusiasm that she brings on the screen. Casey Newton is the perfect surrogate character to latch onto, as she discovers things about this world at the same time the audience does. She asks the questions we would like to ask, and she does the things we would like to do. Rafi Cassidy as Athena, however, steals every scene that she is in, which is incredible for an actress at her young age. Rafi is simply amazing here and it was easy to feel attached to what happens to her character. Her performance here reminds me of all the rave a very young Dakota Fanning was getting years ago, and I could totally see the same possible prestigious path for Rafi. Everything these characters do should help ease the fact that the plot can be rather dense and confusing if you don't pay attention. There are also a ton of exposition scenes to alleviate that aspect of the movie, but then those feel a little bit more tacked on than necessary. It seems this might be one of those films that require a repeat viewing for, uh, for all the information you might have missed the first time around. The action sequences are at least rather fun to watch. They can get a little bit chaotic, but I think that's part of the charm. The movie also plays out a little bit like a road movie as the story starts out in one place and the characters travel towards a single destination. The theme of the story also delves into what is essentially a propaganda piece that gets rather preachy by the end of the movie, and that might be a turn-off to some. I myself appreciate the lofty ambition that this film tries to achieve, so I was absolutely all-in with the message. Tomorrowland is entertaining for what it brings on screen, and while it's a fun story to see play out, it still gives its audience something to think about. Definitely a movie worth checking out. Poltergeist, directed by Jill Kennan, written by David Lindsay Abair, starring Sam Rockwell, Rosemary DeWitt, Kyle Catlett, Kennedy Clements, Jane Addams, Jared Harris. A family moves into a new home that appears to have something strange going on. At first, it seems that the boy in the family may have been imagining things, but pretty soon the family realizes that there is something definitely supernatural going on. Things get dangerous once the youngest daughter seems to have been taken by the malicious spirits of the house. It's hard not to compare this movie with the original Poltergeist from 1982, and in part it's because this version does not really do anything remarkably new to stand out on its own. There are more modern special effects and modern technology thrown in here, but those are really not enough to justify this retelling of the story. 
If anything else, it's only going to make people want to rewatch the Toby Hooper directed scary movie classic. This version tries to be a little different by switching some of the plot around and changing up the family dynamics. There are moments in the movie that seem like straight homage to the original, but most everything has been changed up and not necessarily for the better. The cast of actors are fine here, but the material given to them doesn't really allow them to stand out too much. Some Rockwell provides some welcome humor, and Jared Harris has an air of gravitas when he's on screen. But the protagonist that we really follow here is Griffin, played by the young Kyle Catlett. Griffin does a lot of unbelievably stupid things in this movie, seemingly just to set up the next scary moment that comprises of mostly jump scares. In fact, there's simply a lot of stupid things that happen in this that are eye-rolling worthy. There's a lot of things that don't make sense, and it just ruins the suspension of disbelief or any kind of tension that this film was hoping to get from its audience. All the issues with this film shouldn't be such a bad thing if it was at least really creepy and scary. Unfortunately, the only people who might remotely be creeped out or scared by this movie are people under the age of 8. It can be argued that the original version wasn't as scary either, but at least that one seemed more genuine in its attempt to scare people. The new one seems to be just be going through the motions. It's tough enough being a remake of a loved classic, but the least this movie could do is try not to be such a mediocre piece of work. It's not a horrible mess, mind you, but it's not exactly a good movie either. So, did this 2015 version of Poltergeist need to be remade? Most definitely not. For this week's movie streaming recommendation, I'm recommending Edge of Tomorrow, which can be found on HBO Go. Directed by Doug Lyman and starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow is about an alien force that is invading the planet Earth. William Cage somehow gets dragged into the war against them, and in his moment of death while in battle, he finds out that he obtains the enemy's power to reset the day, and will be able to do so every time he dies. Using this ability and with the help of Rita Vratasky, who is also known as the Angel of Verdun, they just might be humanity's only chance of defeating the invading army. This is essentially a war movie mixed in with time travel. Just imagine Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day, but in a sci-fi war setting. There are great mech suits versus alien monster action here, as well as a story about persevering against impossible odds. But the core of the movie is a time travel element and a love me some time travel stories, but this is also about the William Cage character played by Tom Cruise. The Cage starts off as a despicable coward, but as the story progresses, his character grows into somebody you will respect and feel invested in. The time travel aspect is also very enjoyable to watch and there's a series of scenes showing Tom Cruise get killed in many different ways. The fun factor is seeing what William Cage is going to do differently to go further than he's ever gone in a span of one day. Edge of Tomorrow is based on the Japanese manga called All You Need Is Kill. I prefer the original title myself, but the name of the movie has also changed a bit recently. I believe Warner Brothers now prefer it to be called Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is a truly a modern sci-fi cult classic that needs to be seen. You can see it now on HBO Go. People read and listen to movie reviewers for their opinions on a movie. Sometimes the reviewer will see eye to eye with you and sometimes they won't. Not everybody shares the same taste, but a movie reviewer that you will trust will provide you with helpful information as to whether you will like a movie or not. The keyword there is the word trust. In order for the reviewer to keep a person's trust, they need to be able to show integrity. This isn't just about a reviewer being able to keep a proper balance of subjectivity and objectivity. This is simply whether the reviewer's opinion can be trusted. 
When can a reviewer lose somebody's trust? When a movie reviewer seems to flip-flop on their opinions or contradicts a point that they have made earlier, whether it's being biased about a movie, its director, writer, or actor, all that can play into that factor. Another factor could also be peer pressure from other movie reviewers or from the audience. If everybody seems to love a movie that a reviewer does not, it can be discouraging to trust whether that reviewer's opinion even matters anymore, and it then could sway the opinions of the next review. As a movie reviewer myself, these are all things I have to consider, and I hope that the integrity of my opinions are trustworthy enough for you to continue reading and listening to my reviews. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. And check out my other podcasts and movie reviews at whowhatworstwhy.com. You can send comments at whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com, via social media, or through the website. Rate and subscribe to our shows on iTunes or your favorite podcast service. Music has been provided by The Y Axis. Check them out at theyaxis.bandcamp.com. Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the whowhatworstwhy.com network.